and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30am on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the second solo studio album from the Arcade Fire keyboardist Will Butler called Generations, and it starts out with a song called Outta Here. Fire is such a huge and influential band that Will Butler coming out and doing the solo work, he has to be hyper aware of that shadow. But I think it's really interesting that this track, which I think I kind of heard at a distance and I didn't know what was playing. I'm like, wait, is that a new Spoon single? Because these first couple of verses, he so embraces a very not Arcade Fire sound. This is very stripped down, simple chord progression that does it feels again it's not very dynamic it's just kind of i'm here and i'm kind of stuck and it's something that i think a lot of spoon songs are able to keep things simple and yet feel really energetic and that's something he pulls off here and then at the end of what we heard suddenly that little bit of synth that opened it turns into this cascade and suddenly oh this is the maximalism that maybe we were expecting Yeah, we saw Will Butler at South by Southwest in 2015, which is when his first album, his first solo album, Policy, came out. And at that time, he was, the set was very kind of goofy, like his panel had t-shirts with their names on it. And he was just, he wasn't taking himself seriously and it was very charming, but not that impactful. And I feel like in the five years since then, the Arcade Fire has gone in a direction that I just can't really get behind. And I feel like his music is staying more true to what I think the Arcade Fire could do if they stayed on the right track. And he's really matured as an artist. And, you know, his 
sound is much more synth heavy as the keyboardist. And in fact, he said in an interview that this, he says, I play a lot of instruments and I can make interesting sounds on them, but the only one he feels he's good at is a synth called the Korg MS-20. And that's what starts this song. And that's what he wanted to start the record yeah, with. And it's, yeah, it's about, we came in about halfway through that. So it's a full 50 seconds and it's really very noisy and discordant. And then that resolves and then that kind of heartbeat comes in before the chord progression. So it's almost like you it's almost like this album is like giving birth to this album. It's such a very primal experience. And it, you know, it's the 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 goofiness of the t-shirts. I mean, yeah, they were very silly, but I think it it speaks to a fundamentally pop sensibility in that I he may on some level think like yeah, I'm a serious artist and I think you couldn't be in the arcade fire without a little of that. But fundamentally, I think he wants to entertain, and this is a really catchy song. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I think it's a a, li- a little vague in terms of its message, but it seems to be a you know basic like I, I'm, I'm not satisfied, and I'm gonna keep moving, and that's I think a good gr- a great way to start the album. So the next track we'll play goes in a different pop direction. It's called Close My Eyes. Always new, but I seen that same headline, and I got to dance to keep from crying. My head is tired, my eyes are weak, my heart is saying that I can't speak. I know you're gonna come around and stand by. that Will Butler's style has evolved a lot since we saw him perform in 2015 and since that time he has been raising three kids and got a degree at Harvard in public policy it has clearly given him a new insight into what his role is as a person and his role in history and what this moment means and how we should be reacting to it and this song was written actually a few years ago but it's so appropriate for this moment with the lyrics the photograph is always new but i've seen that same headline i and i gotta dance to keep from crying my head is tired my eyes are weak my heart is saying that i can't speak you just want to close your eyes and shut out the world but you also know that you have an obligation to do something more yeah there's this a little bit of a sense of like okay i can acknowledge that i can imagine a better world when my eyes are closed but then i need to open them and actually do something to make that more reality and it's you know a hopeful song in its in its own way but it is a dark time and i think it's not a it's not a pollyannish song at all but it is 
you know, the positivity of the sound and these very high, clear, playful synth tones combined with these kind of hissing, percussive, going between different sections. You hear all of this that's a slightly unsettling, but I think works in the entire flow of the song and great use of the multiple backing vocalists because I think there's three different women who all do backing vocals in the band. One of whom I guess is his wife, one of whom is his sister-in-law. And it gives it such a wonderful sweetness. Yeah, the the backing vocals are interesting in this on this whole record because often they're sort of, the lyrics are contradicting what's being sung in his vocals or kind of questioning. And it's an interesting device to use to kind of shine a different light on the meaning of each song. Yeah. And I think it's maybe the most poppy, though, where I feel like they're not really countering him. It's just all of them singing together to give it the stronger, sweeter sound. In some ways, very poppy in that there's structurally, there's just it ends with the chorus and then the chorus again and then the chorus again with just different kind of instrumental takes uh, as it goes through it. But I found kind of an odd structural bit earlier in the song where the verses are different lengths and they're even with internally it's like oh you have four lines then three lines then two lines and then the second time you just the three lines and two lines so it's this i didn't really notice it until just the listening before the recording here but it is i think these sorts of odd oddities of like not keeping things balanced and having you know things changing and the lengths of things changing over the course of it i think betrays that like i'm still going to do some kind of little bits of invention here this isn't just straight pop yeah these this song i think really exemplifies that arcade fire wonderfulness of just having like a sing-along chorus where it just makes you feel good and lifts up the song but these aren't simple songs they're they're sing-along a lot of them have a sing-along chorus but there's a lot of depth and nuance to all of them yeah Uh, i think that's for sure the case but i think I would say this next song we're going to play does go in a pretty different direction where I think it's much more kind of polarized between mm-hmm. those, the sort of, you know, hard impulse and the soft impulse and there's not a lot in between. So we'll hear that next. It's called I Don't Know What I Don't Know.
I wanted to play the end of this song because like many of these tracks, he uses the device, which he does very effectively, of starting out spare and then building and building to this really powerful end of the song. And I love the way that we get through the first two verses and then it draw everything drops out to that little music box inter- interlude, which sounds so creepy. And then in this really powerful, dramatic verse that paints a very scary scene of civil unrest. And Butler has said in interviews that this album is about being honest about despair and then also how do you take the step to move into action and I think this is the whereas Close My Eyes is more of the action oriented song this is more of the despair and there are so many touches in here that make it unsettling like that 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 little music box and the the weird vocals that are only in the left ear that are very processed and there's a lot of just weirdness in there yeah it's a it's a really nice pairing with close my eyes because that it feels so upbeat and there's Mm -hmm. a fundamental imagine a better world and then go out and make it and this is the opposite of this This is imagining a really terrible world which feels very immediate and very real but a little bit of like well you don't know exactly which flavor of crazy is going to happen you know you just have this sense something horrible is going to happen and that's i feel like what it comes down to like i don't know what i don't know i don't know what's going to happen i don't know what i'm going to be able to do in that situation i feel it might just be well bullets are flying so hide behind the fire station i guess that's what i'm going to do like and it's it is hard to find something hopeful here but i think that's a little bit of a just acknowledge it it's an acknowledgement and so I think it's it's close to despair, but I feel like there's the tiny hint of, okay, I'm stepping right up to the edge of this cliff and looking over and seeing what might be down there, not giving up just yet. And it is, yeah, sonically, I think there's probably some real drums in here. Everything else is so processed, so yeah. synthy and scary and all sorts of, you know, drum machines and weird screeching uh and so I think it's nice that after that intensity, we go into the next track on the album. And that I think is one of the least synthy tracks. It's called Surrender. There's actually a fair bit of synth in there, but I think compared to the rest of the album, it's more of a supporting player. Yeah, there's, I mean, with the hand claps and the backing vocals, it feels yeah. very much 
Yeah, well, I think, yeah, after all of, yeah, again, the synth intensity, I feel like this is almost in the genre of, yeah, music, which I feel like they have this sort of very stripped down, kind of folksy, kind of poppy with lots of hand claps and more analog instruments. But you do get this sense of the energy building up and the synths coming in both at the low end and then at the end of that section we heard kind of coming into this, this ascending whine kind of bracketing all of this organic stuff in the middle with this still a sense of unease although you know unlike i think the very political kind of of the moment this feels like a little more of a universal desire for transcendence rather than like a specific like oh the world's messed up in a more concrete way and i'm sure i'm misunderstanding because i didn't read this interview (laughs) 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 well yeah butler said in the stereo gum interview that this song is about it's about friendships and relationships but it's also about breaking out of your own first person view of the world and saying it's not about your individual effort it's about giving yourself over to the people who've already gone before and built something and he says the world doesn't always need a new idea it doesn't always need a new personality what can you do with whatever power and money you've got surrender it over to something that's already made and then he says he about the the instrumentation he says it's got bass guitar bass synth double tracked piano plus another piano plus mellotron piano and then the orchestra is about a dozen different synth and mellotron tracks individually detuned and then run through additional processing. So I feel like this is the work of someone who is in quarantine during a pandemic and has a lot of time in the studio to really do some interesting things and just sit, sit there and, and fuss with the produce production. Yeah, it's amazing to hear that because, again, I still come out of it thinking it feels so kind of grounded and organic. And I think as much as there are these crazy synth sounds, it comes down to those hand claps and the really, the brightness of that call and response vocals in those verses. And it's, it is so hopeful and bright and real and all of that, that could sound really forced. I don't think it does here. It's really delightful. But I think coming from, yeah, this sort of right in the middle of the album as this moment to catch our breath, We go into this dark disco in the next track we'll play. It's called Hard Times. about this song is the a the disco the very like you said dark disco beat that it's this very kind of grungy electro pulsating beat that really drives the song and then the effects on his vocals which are 
very unsettling and it's apparently a an effects plug-in called little altar boy and it's the knife use it apparently and, mm. and you can hear that a little bit and it just gives his voice this weird like sharpness without changing the pitch mm. and it's and and then i i assume that is also what's used on the weird kind of backing vocals which are the same as as used elsewhere in the in yeah the record yeah it's a deeply unsettling and very danceable mm-hmm. which is a nice combo and of course it's a very danceable song about impending apocalypse and <laughs> killing the rich and salting the earth yeah so yeah the, the, the killing the rich salt in the earth which in fact is so important that it both opens the song and ends the song yeah and then we have this nice little fun interlude in the middle about you know massive civil unrest and maybe nuclear war happening so just good times all around again another one of you know you, you don't get to be in the world you want you have to be in the world that's real and it's a real dark one. And again, it's like you must have written this a while ago, but it feels so of the moment mm. where it feels like everything is about to spin out of control in a million different directions. And he captures that so well. And yeah, that the, all we have going for us is each other and some sense of solidarity. Like the only chance we have to survive is by sticking together and not turning on each other. <laughs> Yeah, and whereas Surrender included a lot of digital effects but sounded very organic with the hand claps and the, everyone singing together, this song feels very synthetic and it's clearly, I think, all synth. Yeah, I mean, there's a piano, which is might be a synth piano, but it has a very, it, it, fe- it sounds like a real piano. Yeah. And I think that kind of grounds it and it feels airy. It was a smart move because it were all electronic. If it didn't have something a little more substantial to hold on to this song would i i think it would be too much but even the backing vocals are kind of these weird detuned effects oh, like it's the, so ah. spooky it's so spooky yeah yeah and it feels like the time like it's, there almost feels like reverse echoes on stuff where mm-hmm. like the uh, yeah i feel out of out of place out of time and it's one that you definitely need to listen to with headphones on because i pick up more of, of the little details every time i listen to it Clearly, these are artists who are studio artists. They aren't live performers. They're like, oh, let's do a a studio version of what we do live. It is very much like, how far can we push production? How far can we push these crazy electronic instruments? And that is not something that is done lightly. Like, clearly, a lot of work, a lot of planning, and it pays off in a in in a big way. Even though, God, it's it's such a bummer of a song, and yet I want to get up and dance. I want to I want to see them play this live, wearing their cute little yeah. t-shirts. Uh, yeah. I think they would wear this for this song. So the penultimate track is one that I feel like is more on the uplifting side, and it's all about not living, not living in fear, and it's called "Not Gonna Die." Surrounded 
faded out there, but the entire rest of the song is just this escalating, stop saying that, something, something's gonna kill me, and it has such a great effect. You wanna stand up and cheer. You know, there's so many forces in the world trying to make people afraid, and this is so defiant, saying stop it, stop, stop it, stop it. It's tough. I, I did read a review where I think they were critical of, oh, that like you have the privilege so, of dying old and everyone else, like there so are people that, who don't have that privilege. Yeah, that was but, Rolling Stone. And yeah. I actually, I was not going to mention that, but yeah, that was such a weird, it's really ridiculous take. Yeah, I mean, it's- That it's, was basically complaining like, well, as a white person, you have privilege. Yeah, and, it's, and I think the whole point of the song is he's saying like, yes, as a middle-class white man, I don't need to be afraid. Everyone's trying to make me afraid, but my life is actually very safe and secure. Yeah, and it's if maybe if I pe- other people were less afraid, yeah, that would be a better society for everyone. Yeah, so, but that's not the point. Yeah, no, but I mean, it's I think it is a little bit though. It's just like yeah, I'm I'm gonna reclaim my life, but I think yeah, it's it is this. I made the mistake sometimes come in here a little raw, not having read the interviews, not read having read the reviews because mm-hmm. they can. Poison the well a little, and I'm glad I had already kind of got an impression of this song as a hopeful song before reading. Ah, there's someone's having raining on the parade, but I think it's it is ultimately life affirming and about yeah. I'm not gonna let yeah. I'm not gonna let fear define me. And again, it's just so many of these things. He might have been writing it, I guess, out of talking about terrorism, but now that seems so remote, and yet we're just afraid of everything all the time, or at least are being told to be afraid of everything all the time. Yeah, and and I think you know authoritarianism uses the tool of trying to make you afraid and make you believe that we live in this dangerous world. You know, hence the certain people saying that their opponents are out to destroy the suburbs. Yes, and you know, using that as an excuse for milita- militarization of police and authoritarian crackdowns, whereas like we really don't need to be afraid. Yeah, no, was, I'll refrain from the dumb joke about Will Butler not wanting the destruction of one of his band's albums but yeah it is it it takes individuals standing up against this seemingly you know it seems overwhelming until you stand up and just say no and everyone doing that and so one hopes that this you know this outro that just keeps going and and it's so defiant and that'll uh you know if this revs up one person Well, this whole album is about kind of questioning, like, you know, Will Butler questioning, like, what can I do with my power as a musician to make things better? And like, what is my role here? And I think music as being the purest connection to emotion that as an artist with that power, he really uses it effectively to get us to feel like we can move from despair into action and give us the tools to do it. Yeah, and he does it, again, with this so many different sounds, some so synthetic, some so organic. And he's kind of this chameleon where, okay, you know, I, there was that one song, oh, it's, he sounds like a spoon. And then here, some of these lines, he's got this Bowie vibe. We we did ended up not playing a song that had I felt like was an LCD sound system B-side, but like a really good one. And he's able to pull off like a yeah, kind of clap rock song and do it well with a little synth that seem organic. Like he's able to pull off so many different sounds here. And it's he's a remarkable artist and remarkable collaborator. And I'm so glad that, yeah, he's able to step on his own and really shine. Yeah, this is such a great sophomore effort and it's a great album for our times. 
And so we're going to go out with the last track, which is called Fine. And again, we've been discussing Will Butler's Generations, and you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks so much for listening. Down by Tom Sawyer's cave when Henry exclaimed, George, sometimes you can be kind of a dick. And George put down his pipe and he picked up his whip. He said, Fine, fine, fine. It's fine, you've got me this time. I am yours, but you'll always be mine together. To the end of time I was born rich Three quarters Protestant The connections at Harvard And a wonderful work ethic But when you walk on by On the cobblestones With your high heel shoes And your face in your phone And your glass of wine And your beautiful friends I just hope and pray that the world will end Oh, if God was a douchebag On the 33rd floor Smoking fake cigarettes In the bathroom With a transparent door Could I fall on my knees? This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM Podcast Network Learn more at podcast.bff.fm BFF.FM Best frequencies forever